This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, April 21st, 2014. I'm Caleb Brown. Retired Supreme Court Justice John Paul Stevens has some ideas about how to fix the Constitution, specifically the First and Second Amendments. Trevor Burris, a research fellow at the Cato Institute, says the arguments are essentially the same as ones offered during Stevens' tenure on the court and are no more compelling today. Well, Justice John Paul Stevens, who retired from the court in 2010, has written a book called Six Amendments, and there are short little suggestions he adds to the Constitution for many, many fixing many cases that he dissented in, most prominently Citizens United and the Heller decision. And the Washington Post op-ed that he had put together, it's actually just an excerpt from the book, was suggesting his fix for the Second Amendment to return it to take away the individual right component and make it a militia component, which is exactly what he said in his Heller dissent. Is it a good argument? No, it's it's as bad as it was when he first made it. Unfortunately, four justices agreed with him at the time, but the vast majority of scholarship is against this view that the Second Amendment somehow conveys some right that is only on people who are serving in the militia. This is exactly what he proposes. He wants the amendment to say the right to keep and bear arms when serving in militia, those are the words he would add, when serving in the militia shall not be infringed. So this means apparently that if you're serving in the militia and then your commanding officer takes away your gun, you could sue them. It's not even clear what it would actually do. It's not very it's not very clear that this fixes anything. And of course, the right to self-defense is a natural right that the Second Amendment didn't create. It just uh, protected and, and reaffirmed that it was the things that the people retained and the rights retained by the people. You don't even need the Second Amendment to have the right to self-defense and to have the right to effective use of weapons for self-defense purposes. All right. So... What's the point? Yeah, I don't. I'm not really sure what the point is. The uh, the op-ed has its sort of same old uh, social ills of guns problem to it, with a lot of unchallenged assumptions that he makes, and I would say misleading claims, if not actually wrong. The first one is the, th- the thirty thousand gun deaths a year, which he opens up his his op-ed with, and I think that 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 ar- that claim is accurate. But it's also very misleading, and you hear it from the gun control crowd a lot, because two-thirds of those are suicides. And most people aren't thinking that when they think 30,000 gun deaths. They're thinking 30,000 homicides, 11,000 to 12,000 homicides. About 7,000 of those are handguns. And so the first thing is the suicide problem, which can be fixed with some firearm policy. But I think you should be clear when you say 30,000 that you're talking about two-thirds being suicides. And the next thing that Stephen says in his op-ed is he, he says that there are high-powered automatic weapons being used used in these mass shootings such as Newtown. And this is a huge error that is made all the time. And interestingly enough, the Post came back and took out the word automatic because the guns used in Newtown or in Virginia Tech or or, or any of those areas, they were not machine guns. They were not, you hold on the, the, the trigger and they, they just spray bullets until you run out of bullets. Those have been almost impossible to get in the United States since 1934, really, and really impossible since 1986. But continually, the gun control crowd is misinformed about this. President Obama said that it was an automatic weapon, weapon used in Newtown. And this is just part of a larger trend of the gun control advocates not understanding what guns are legal, which guns are not illegal, not understanding how guns work, not understanding what the components of guns do, but still trying to ban them nonetheless. So this just sort of goes into Stephen's general social vision that uh, he wants to create a rule for a better society as opposed to the fact that it conveys an individual right or guarantees an individual right. And that right, that's what constitutions do. And sometimes those rights have costs, just like the Fourth Amendment. And Justice even thinks the costs are too high and he thinks he could remedy this by limiting this. And of course, it won't happen that way. 
let's assume for just a moment that uh, Justice Stevens is correct that the Second Amendment enshrines a collective right and not an individual right. Are there other amendments in the Bill of Rights that do the same thing? Not really. Um, there's a, the, the funny thing is, is the collective right interpretation has been used in the First Amendment context sometimes. In some of the campaign finance stuff, interestingly enough, you, you, you hear people stop talking about the individual right to free speech and they start talking about the public's right to a non-corrupt legislator or the public's right to, to full and free discussion of political issues or honesty or something like that. So someone will propose a law that makes it illegal to lie in elections, uh, which, which is a case that's coming up. And the other argument will be like, well, there's a collective right of the public to not be lied to. And you're like, well, you're, you're using this word right, but I do not think that word means what, you, what you're using it as. It's, it's an individual right. These collective rights don't really exist. There is no such thing as a collective right. What does a collective right look like in that context? I wouldn't even really know. Uh, everyone who's uh, in a certain crowd apparently can get guarantees from the government in some way. So if you're part of a certain group, so they could say everyone who's in the militia has a collective right to own weapons. Of course, that just denies the fact that self-defense is really what we're talking about. We're talking about the Second Amendment, not state militias, which are guaranteed in the Article One of the Constitution anyway. All right. So, uh, Justice Stevens, you said you said mentioned that he talked about fixes to the Constitution, and he talks about Citizens United, where he dissented as well. Mm. What's his What's his fix there? Uh, his fix is that the First Amendment shall not be sort of extended to donations or campaign spending, which is again an, an unworkable fix. That's that's kind of interesting if you look at that because. Uh, you'd have to do a lot of things to, to make people not speak independently. Uh, for example, if I go to the go to some place and say, "Hey, you should vote for this guy," am I doing illegal? Is that campaign election? spending exactly? Or if I buy a truck and drive around? So most of his fixes are pretty are pretty poor. He has one about the death penalty that's pretty interesting. The good thing, though, about what Justice Stevens is doing here, I, w I think we should admit, though, is that he is saying that the Constitution needs changing, at least in some way for this to, uh, these changes to happen. Now, he didn't say that at the time in his dissents, and so he might just be frustrated and thinks that the, the conservatives are misinterpreting this, but at least he's actually advocating amending the Constitution to produce the world that he wants as, opposing, as opposed to stretching words to mean things that they don't actually mean. And so he wants to make it a little bit clearer with the words, which interestingly brings him back to the text of the Constitution and makes him kind of an originalist in some way, which he kind of became in the Heller in the Heller decision, looking at the text and trying to put text in there to make his vision, his vision persist into the future. So we can at least commend him for working with the text of the Constitution. Trevor Burris is a research fellow at the Cato Institute. Read more of his work at Cato.org.